don't know if they can hear us. They might be able to hear us. Ryan, if you could check. It should just be yeah. the Two Nerds One Quest logo plate. And give me one second. All right, this is a new wild adventure. Oh, you know what? If we are... It's a, it's a dangerous tool to put in the hands of a DM. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I can do this. Um, hmm. Yeah, I think this put us in us. So let me... Oop, that's not what I want. Crop this this way. It is an interesting, interesting thing how this all works, and I kind of like it. I see why Mom <laughs> likes doing this, and I may start streaming <laughs> because this is wild. Johnny's excited. Oh yeah, absolutely. I may start doing that DM show I was talking about. I see John on the internet. You but I don't see him on our Discord. All right. Yeah, I guess I always wondered that why he used a separate camera for us, but that must be why one has to feed the yeah stream to feed the stream. Are are we actually live? Yes, sir. Do you see all of us, or do you just see the title plate? <laughs> no, I see the title plate behind the pictures of all three of us. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. So all three of us are there now. So that is what we got. It's uh, a little off yet. I will get better at this sooner or later. No, I do. I sound like I just woke up and didn't have breakfast, but you sound great, John. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> Your character maybe just woke up and didn't have breakfast. It's possible. Okay, and that goes like... Ah, I think I got it. <laughs> um, I don't know if I can do... Let me try the other... This may break shit, folks. So I'm going to kick us back. Here, Ryan, you let me know. I'm going to kick us back to this, and you let me know if you can hear us. Can you hear us on the stream now? Can you hear me on the stream now? No. I can... Yes, now I hear Genius. So you still cool. hear us on the stream? Okay. So that's still kicking audio. Oh, I wonder if I just went in here and went. So you, you all should be able to hear us now. And then if I hit this, ta-da! Hey, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Two Nerds, One Quest. This is going to be a cluster this morning. I am your host in DMJC here with these two nerds because Norm's missing. <laughs> And this means JC does all the technical stuff, which I'm learning how to do on the fly. And once I understood it, I realized I don't have a lot of the stuff Norm had. <laughs> like the title card. Well, I pulled the title card down somewhere, but all the nameplates, the music, all that stuff. It's like, oh, <laughs> nine o'clock last night. I'm going, I'm done. I figured out how to use it. We'll be able to stream. I need to put another probably two to three hours into this to, to, uh, and get it set up right. Of course. The two gentlemen this is, love me. This is living proof that all you need is uh, some friends and some dice. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That and everything right else will find its way. That is Jeff. Who's your character today? 
<laughs> Jan Werner. Jan Werner. I, wasn't he? I think he was a soccer player, wasn't he? I have no idea. I, I combined some uh, Nordic-sounding names. And... Uh, sounds good to me. I watched Sing 2 last night, so all I'm thinking of is that pig. Gunter. <laughs> Sing 2, by the way. If you, have, if you saw Sing 1, Sing 2 is better. Just, I mean, every bit the feels Sing 1 was, but better. It was amazing. That other man with us this morning. Oh, no, this one. This man this morning is one Ryan. Who are you playing this morning? Uh, my character is Snooker Willoughby. Snooker and Jan. Sound like <laughs> sounds like a like a tobacco company or something, or or, or a, a whiskey brand. Snooker and Jan. I was gonna go with a, I was gonna go with a uh, uh, like a um, hippie folk band from the late seventies. <laughs> that would be a Snooker and Jan. Which one's the one with the mustache, and which one's the one with the long hair? <laughs> I suppose y'all have long hair. My character's a female, so I'd be the one with the long there hair. There you go. It's like Sonny and Cher. I mean, entire body's covered in fur, so I'll have the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> it is literally Sonny and Cher, except I, th- I think Jeff's the tall one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fantastic. Oh. So you guys ready to play some D and D? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, just so the audience is aware, we were given the notification at six o'clock yesterday. Uh, hey, make new fourth level characters go. <laughs> it was. I figured it out. Make characters. <laughs> it was literally, literally what it was. I love this. So it'll be interesting. I'm going to start this with the text that I sent you guys this morning. You two have been adventuring together for a bit, and you heard about this great place that seems to have franchised into Neverwinter with the help of Acquisitions Incorporated. It is called the Belching Dragon. The second location of its kind, run by one of the original members of TBD, Eliana Temerant, this new establishment and its forebear have taken to being the premier adventurer hotspot offering up the juiciest quests and meals to get the fat loot or to just get fat. You have taken your first adventure, taken on your first adventure. You're tasked with heading east of Neverwinter into the Neverwinter Woods to find the supposed mound of Harold the Conqueror. Rumors talk of this burial mound of the legendary sailor adventurer, and they say that most of his faithful crew members still haunt the mound, guarding piles of gold jewels, and magical items. Uh, Eliana has given you both uh, a potion of healing. It's standard procedure with TBD that uh, the Belching Dragon, any adventurers they hire, they tend to give out a healing potion to each. Um, you have traveled through Neverwinter Wood, coming across the mound... Uh, though the trees atop it are dead and leaves have fallen off. It's kind of jarring when you come across it because it's bright, lively, sunny, warm, normal forest, and then suddenly it's just dead trees, most of the bark missing, all the leaves on the ground on this mound. There's a stone large stone gray door about eight feet tall in front of you that 
with a split down the middle and these designs carved into the face of it of like uh, like a sailor scene. There's a ship in there with large waves crashing against it. It's kind of shot from the lower side of the water looking up at that ship. It looks very uh, regal and elegant as it is bursting through the waves. Standing atop that ship in that uh, with one foot up on the railing is who you would perceive, perceive to be Harold the Conqueror. What would you like to do? Actually, do you want to tell us a little bit about your character first? <laughs> Jeff? <laughs> we'll have you sure. go first. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, you would see uh, an almost seven foot tall uh, furbolg. Um, with uh, all over short purplish gray fur and then uh, reddish brown hair on his head and uh, apparently a mustache uh, icy blue eyes um, he's he's got a, a kind of a twinkle in his eye and he's usually smiling and uh, he, he looks like he's looking for trouble but the good kind of trouble um, I don't know if you want any backstory stuff now or just uh, um, I guess from a from a motivation standpoint, uh, his tribe had some issues with orcs, and he's out adventuring for resources, making connections to other furball tribes, and also to find a mate, because the population of his tribe is low. Um, and uh, if you're following along uh, from a uh, player standpoint, he is a um, Circle of Stars druid. Okay. Fantastic. Ryan. What do you got for a kid? Yeah, in stark contrast, so Snooker Willoughby is a um, woman in her 30s. Um, dark hair, dark eyes. Um, she used to um, be a proprietor of a casino in a large town. Her father um, was a rich uh, investor. But actually, they ran a crime syndicate, and the uh, casino was the legitimate face of the business. Unfortunately, her father rubbed some people the wrong way, and uh, he was killed. She's been on the run, trying to uh, rebuild her uh, wealth and empire um, since then. So she's looking for the big score that'll get her set up so that she can rebuild somewhere else. And you believe you may have found it in this uh, mound of Harold the Conqueror. So the stone door stands in front of you, very clearly marking it to be what you assumed. So what would you like to do? Uh, does it look like it uh, has been opened in any time recently? No. It looks long sealed. In fact, there's dirt that is filled in in that crack. Uh, I look at... I look at my compatriots and say, wedging the door open, that's gonna be your job. Alright. Uh, can I take a look and see if there's a way to open it without breaking it sure yeah make an investigation check first roll dun, dun, dun. oh it's still on pink fuzzy dice 
<laughs> I was going to change it to pink fuzzy dice. Lucky 13. Ooh, 13. So, uh, looking around at the door, you see that it, it should just push open. Um, but it, it's going to take some strength it, because of how old it is. Um, there doesn't seem to be a latch to it at all anywhere. You don't see hinges to it at all. It's just stone doors. So you're assuming, looking at the edge of it and the trim on it, that it would just push inward. All right. Uh, I will try to push it. And I'm not sure if, uh, as a furbolg, I count as large to determine carrying capacity and weight. I can push, drag, or lift. So I don't know what that what that does to the roll. And I'll assist with the crowbar trying to find a a focus point there to uh, okay to act as like the full crumb, just trying to wedge it open. Oh man, two fuzzy dice rolling across my screen. Yeah. <sighs> and I almost made it to the twenty, but stopped on the fourteen. So uh, sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, you do. You're leaning on it, and you're you're pushing into it. Um, as you push into it, you see the outline of the waves kind of light up, and it pops and moves in. And when it pops and moves in for the briefest briefest of seconds, the sword in Harold's hand lights up completely. The doors fling open. And I need you to roll initiative as you are staring down four flying swords. Oh, jeez. Right out the gate. All right. That could have been worse. 19. Actually, it's not four. It's two flying swords. Sorry. Two. <laughs> All right. That's better. Look at you, Snooker. 23. Starting off with a big fuzzy 20. So we're going to end up with Snooker, Jan, Flying Sword 1, and then Flying Sword 2. <laughs> you guys rolled very well. So, Snooker, you're face-to-face with a Flying Sword. All right. Um, I am. I'm not, I don't want to back up. I imagine they would get an AO at this, at this point. So I'll, um, I'll just use my scimitar. Okay. And try to parry. All right. Oops. Let's try to roll the hit first. Oof. Not great. Eight. Eight does not hit. These things are a little little on the beefy side for just a sword that flies. (laughs) Right. And then um, let me see. I think that is all I want to do right now. I'll say... um, I'll say it. We looks like we've got to start off hot. Let's get them. All right. That moves us to Jan. All right. I am going to cantrip bonus action shillelagh. And uh, and while casting that, pulling a club out of my. Uh, pack pocket whatever and uh it it lights up with the magical power of the of the shillelagh and uh, i will make an attack all right swing away sir swing away 
Oh, yeah, they got us by surprise, but maybe uh, 13. 13 misses. Yeah, these things are quick. They're very quick. Uh, They're very nimble, flying around in the air. Um, You realize that it's a sword. They're both swords, and they're moving around in the air via magic. Hmm. After you both swing and miss, you realize these things may be a bit trickier, but there is something magical about these. So, uh, I guess I will stay there. All right. I'll move us to flying sword A, which will go after... Um, oh, boy. I don't have name references. Jan and Willoughby, right? Snooker. 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 Last name's Willoughby. Yep. Snooker. I gotta write this on paper or I'm gonna forget it. Snooker. Multiple personality disorder. Every D&D player has it. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, Snooker. First one going after you. Um... So it attacks with a plus three. Oh, that's a crit. That's <laughs> wow. That's not a good Ooh. way to open. Uh, no, kill, you, kill you guys right away here. Ah, it's only seven. Seven slashing damage. All right. Uh, that could have been much worse. Two d eight plus one. You got seven. That's you done well. <laughs> could have been. Could have been. But, <laughs> Flying Sword B coming after Jan. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Slashing through the air does a 14 hit you. Uh, 15 armor class. Yeah, a boy. That swings you. Cock your head to the side just a little bit and get out of its way. Bringing us back to the top. Snooker. Now you've been blasted once. Oh, great. All right. So <laughs> Feels I am going. Yeah, I'm going to uh, the one that I am not engaged with. Yep. I am going to uh, Eldritch Blast. Eldritch Blast. You see my pack and scimitar disappear. And then um, I send a beam over to. And it's nine to hit. Nine so. misses. You blast the door beside it, leaving a scorch mark in the waves. Not going well for me. As it flips off to the side. So um, I don't have another action. I'm going to pass the turn then. All right. Jan. Oh, man. Uh... <laughs> I don't know if necrotic damage does anything, but uh, taking a page from our last week book, and I found that I can have this spell. I'm going to cast Wither and Bloom. So thank you, Ryan, for finding that one. That one's Uh, awesome. uh, So in the 10-foot sphere that the theoretically, or 10-foot radius sphere that uh, the two swords and snooker are standing in um the creatures of my choice that must make a con saving throw are the two swords okay and 
in addition, if Snooker would like to, uh, she can spend and roll one unspent hit die and regain a number of hit points equal to the roll plus uh, plus my spellcasting modifier, which is four. The con so. saves were 17 and 15. Ah, oh, they both save. So they take half as much of this. So they both take five, four, four. Uh, no, I rolled a seven. Oh, that was uh, Ryan's roll. Oh, so half my bad. for seven, so three. three. Three each. And it's necrotic if it matters. And I gain that nine plus four, right, Genius? So yeah. I'm back for full health. That is a, uh, that is a nice setup. Um, and then uh, for bonus action I think I've got something it's tough being a druid and not being a moon druid and have that bonus action to go animal style (laughs) Um, let's see Uh, let's see that was a spell so I can't cast a spell Um, yeah, I will go, um, I'm going to do, uh, I'll use my bonus action to go into my star form, starry form mm-hmm. uh, as a bonus action. I'll use, expend a use of my wild shape to uh, trans to take on a starry form. Um, so I shed bright light in 10 foot radius and dim light for 10 more and my starry form that i'm choosing will be the archer okay so when i activate this form and as a bonus action on subsequent turns for the next 10 minutes i can make a ranged spell attack hurling a luminous arrow that targets one creature within 60 feet of me so i'll go for the one that's further away so that i don't have disadvantage i hope and i just have to find where the roll is there it is. Uh, all right. Come on. Something. There we go. 23 to hit. 23 does hit. Absolutely. For seven. Seven damage and it's radiant. Seven radiant damage. And you said the one further away from you? Yeah. We're playing. We're playing the crisscross game right now. Yeah, he's uh, he is bloodied. If if a sword could bleed. <laughs> All right, that's it for me. That is it for you. Uh, sword A is coming back at Snuka. They they seem to have their regardless of the damage. They seem to be going after their targets. Mm-hmm. That's an eighteen to hit. They are rolling well on the hit side of things. Yeah, that hits through my mage armor. Two damage, slashing. Uh, They're rolling, they're hitting well, but they are not hitting with any amount of damage, really. (laughs) What they could be hitting with. That's right. Great. Uh, Flying Sword B is coming through at Jan. 
Ooh, 19 to hit. It was almost a six. <laughs> That's. Yeah, here, let's see if the damage keeps following the similar pattern. Ooh, nope. That's, that is a full damage ghetto crit. Nine slashing damage. Okay. Ooh. Round three moving us back to Snooker. All right. So I'm going to attack the one right in front of me then uh, with my scimitar. Seems to be lilting a little bit. It's less uh, erect as it was initially. 21 to hit. Oh, yeah. So that's finally a big make contact. All right. So seven damage. Seven damages. How does this thing die? Ooh, or um, fall apart. <laughs> I, I cleave it. Yeah, I cleave it down, and it just splinters in half and falls to the ground. Ends up looking like the shards of Narsal, <laughs> all yep. over the floor. And then I'm gonna um, get close to the other one. Okay. And uh, attack with my dagger. Okay. You did what? Did you do for the damage with the first one? Seven. Uh, I think but it was seven. What What was it that caused the damage? Oh, that was my scimitar, my packed weapon. Your packed I'm, weapon? I, can, I dual wield, so. Oh, you can do that. Okay, cool. Yeah, all right. Nice. Um. So 22 to hit with my dagger. Yep. And, ooh, all four damage. Ooh, excellent, excellent, excellent. All right. That one seems to be doing okay still. Uh, Jan, we move on to you. As the one shatters in front of... The one you've been aiming at shatters in front of Snooker. And she steps up to uh, the second flying sword and does a little bit of damage right. that. I will uh, take the disadvantage penalty and uh, use my bonus action for my starry form again. Okay. And see if they can both roll well. well. That one's okay. That one's okay. So 17. 17 does just hit. All right. Made a good call. Sexy, these things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And 10 damage. Oh, heck yeah. How does this thing die? Nice. So the, uh, the radiant light. So you basically, I'm lit up like a constellation um, of uh, like an Orion type constellation, and out of my um, arm, it looks like a bow, but it's not really there. It's just like the like you're tracing lines on the constellation, and it fires an arrow um, right into the sword, hits it right where the uh, hilt meets the blade, and um, I don't know if it shatters it or it knocks the magic out of it, but whatever whatever magic swords do when they quote-unquote die. <laughs> oh, shatters. Yeah, pretty much. Shrinking your window here a little bit because you're, I'm seeing your highlight from you talking in Discord. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying me. It's the little things. Mm -hmm. All right. So we are out of initiative. Nice job. Uh, shattered swords lay on the ground before you. You peer into the darkness beyond the door. You can see the faint outlines of a massive bipedal being on a pedestal. But it's dark. It's very hard to make out around what is in front of you. All right. 
Oh, I got 10 minutes on this glow, so I'll walk in and see if I can light up. It's only a 10-foot, it's a 10 and 10-foot radius light around me, so. Okay, walking into this uh, antechamber, it's like 15 by 15, and in the middle of it is a towering statue of Harold. His eyes are precious, sparkling gems, and he wields a, it's a glass replica of his infamous sword, Windcutter. Uh, there's a pedestal that it's standing on, and there's something inscribed on the pedestal. If you move a little closer, you'd be able to read it. Sure. <clears throat> I'll move up to it and see what it says. It says, The key towards a great wealth is buried between the pages of my story. The, there is an archway beyond the statue that is dark. And to your right, there's a wooden door with a like iron uh, hinges and a bur- uh, iron handle hanging from it. That looks slightly rusted, but still functional. Hmm. Is it dark inside here? It like, is dark. Exceptionally? Yeah. yeah I'm, like, the only light you have I'm, right I'm, now is your glowy friend here. <laughs> yeah. Senior glowy, so. glowy pants. And I'm just going to write down show titles because I don't have <laughs> Norm's thing yeah, to suggest them. Unless you want to put... I but I don't know if he cleared the cash from last week. Like, I don't know how much Norm did to prep for me, so... <laughs> We'll figure it out. I think I think if you do uh, exclamation fert, it'll clear it. But you might have to be an admin. Yeah. So senior glowy pants. <laughs> we'll have Norm do some work when he comes back. I don't know when this one will go up. So <laughs> on the podcast feed. Well, I have torches. I just don't have a way to light. Apparently, so I didn't think about that. You didn't. You don't oh. have a um. Uh, uh, what's jigger in your adventures kit? A tinderbox? I don't. You don't? <laughs> I picked the scholar. Oh, oh. I'm sure. I remembered, I remembered to set up torches. I'm like, oh, I'm going to need torches because I don't have darkness. <laughs> and then I'm... it looks like I didn't think about part B. Flameless torches. I've, I've got a tinderbox and I also hey. have. I also have produced flame, but for now, I'm just enjoying the glow of the stars. All right, let me take your tinderbox off you entirely, and you can use your produced flames when you need to. Sure. <laughs> We've run into this problem before, so uh, in in our it's a common together. thing. Snooker forgets her tinderbox whenever she uses it. <laughs> in fact, you use it to to light your torch. And you do put it away, but the next time you light your torch, you're gonna have to make a uh, intelligence check to remember to put it away. <laughs> All right, that sounds good. <laughs> All right. Lighting up the torch, it gives a little more light than the ten feet that uh, that Jan is casting, and you see there's a ship laying beyond in a wider room, in that beyond the archway, and you still like have that ship. wooden door to the right. 
Like a real ship. It, it, um, let's see, I don't think it's a real ship. Like a replica. Uh, it's like a replica. It's a, sm- a scaled down replica. The, that room isn't very big. Um, okay. Anything else to investigate here? No. You have the statue in front of you, the uh, stuff there. So There were uh, gems on the statue, did you say? Yep, in the eye sockets. Yeah, we want to take so let's, those. Let's get those gems on the way out, maybe. Just in case, you never know where. All right, just go for the big, go for the big score. I don't want this to be an Indiana Jones situation where we're running away from a giant boulder and we can't come back. So, (laughs) so you're waiting or you grabbing them? We'll leave them now. We'll leave them. them Okay. Which way do you go, door or archway? Archway. Archway in front of you, beyond the statue. Okay. Walking into this room, which is uh, 20 by 30 feet, uh, part of Harold's treasure is exposed on the deck of a replica of his ship, the Conqueress. It is sitting up there up there there is a chest and a pile of gold around the outside of the chest and you can see a couple of gems inside that as well this This looks like the bigger score there is a large door at the far end of the room with a skull and crossbones on it and there is a door to your left with a sword on it uh looking at the uh, sword it looks very much like a replica or a uh, uh, relief of Windcutter, his famed sword that was in his hand at the statue. Okay. And I search the boat. Is there like a pedestal with a book on it or anything? No, it's just the ship. You are able to get on the deck if you want and look at the chest or the gold or any of that. Snooker's eyes light up when she sees the gems. And uh, I look over at Jan and say, Well, this one was easy. Let's let's back it up. So you go up there right. and start grabbing the stuff? Yeah. I'm gonna well I'm gonna head up I'll... there and start putting gems in my backpack. Okay. I'll let I'll let Snooker go up first. Uh, you get up there and you're uh, digging around. You realize very quickly that it isn't gold laying around the treasure chest. It's copper, which is a little disappointing. But there's 3,500 copper there. <laughs> it's made to look like a lot of gold. Um, but laying amongst the copper is also a sapphire, uh, two potions of healing, and a small silver ship model that's worth about 15 gold. 3,500 copper, huh? Yeah. Make a dexterity check as you are... Actually, no, don't even make a dexterity check because you wouldn't know. Um, you're just you're, you're, you're scooping up the copper and your hand happens to bump the chest. 
And as you pull away, it's a little sticky. Girls. Mm-hmm. See what Harold was doing. Um. All right. So, how many sapphire? I'm sorry. One sapphire. All right. Worth twenty five gold. Has has ten minutes gone by? No, What'd not you yet. Say? Not yet. Okay. You got I'm still glowing. Two then. three minutes yet? Okay. What'd you find up there? There's a beautiful sapphire and uh, a silver boat, but a shitload of copper. Mm. Should have brought a bigger backpack. I'm going to need you to carry it. I'm so dainty. All right. I'll come over and open up my backpack and let her start shoveling stuff in. Okay. Now we'll need you to make a dexterity check. I assume you're trying to avoid the sticky chest. Let's check or save, and is that me or... No, it's it's or, check uh, and it's snook- snooker. You said you're holding the bag open. <laughs> yeah, Okay. What you got? 18 on a dex check. You very carefully and very quickly round up all the copper and everything laying around this chest. Awesome. Hey, what about that chest? So, so Jan added 3,500 copper to his inventory. (laughs) And then, um, this this chest has got to get open. So, I'm going to, without touching it, visually inspect it. Does it look like there's traps? Does it look like it's got a simple lock? Make an investigation check. I will do that. Okay. Um, The fuzzy (laughs) dice clearly show 14 on top, but it's saying 4, so I got a 7. Would invest? Uh, would uh, nature make that any different? No, no. Worse. I'm proficient in investigation, yeah. but only plus three. You don't believe it's trapped. You don't think there's anything funny about it. You just think it might be like so, condensation from being in the mound or something. I'll throw the backpack on my back because obviously we're, it's going to take some work to carry this. Uh, yeah, drag that chest over here. This is me playing it up. I'm not sure I can drag that chest over there. How heavy is the chest? <laughs> you can certainly try. Do you try? That's the question. Yes, I'll try. Okay, you try. And you try, and the thing opens its mouth, and we're going to roll initiative. <laughs> yeah. I think oh, Jeff knew I all along. I'm not sure Ryan did. <laughs> I just I, I knew what it was before you even had it told him it was sticky because it was like <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as you asked the question. As soon as it's sticky, I'm like, oh, it's probably 
it's probably just a slime or something. But... Oh, look at you, Mo. Oh, no, that's old, old initiative. I did not roll well. Three for an initiative. Ooh. It is going first. The Mimic and Snooker and Jan in that order. So, Mimic. Oh, let's see. It lashes out at you, Snooker, with its pseudopod to try and hit you for some bludgeoning damage. I deserve some bludgeoning damage. 13 hit you? 13 does not hit me. Does not hit you. Excellent. That pseudopod slams into the floor next to you, and it kind of sticks to the floor. And there's a sickening... As it comes snapping back into the mouth, you see the maw of the teeth in the chest and everything. We move to you, Snooker. All right. Um, Snooker is going to swing down hard with that scimitar. No. Bad chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you didn't. Um, oops. Let's do this. I keep wanting to attack without hitting first. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Retraining myself here. All right. 23 to hit. Oh, yeah. Bad hits. Bad hits. All right. I'll give this mimic a six-point whacking. And then stabbing with the dagger. All right. Follow through with the dagger. Is his other hand uh, stuck, or did that not? No. Nope. I don't know where we were at with it that. Will, okay. It woke him up. <laughs> he was sleeping. Um, yeah, so 10 to hit. So that's... Uh, 10 misses. And then uh, I, I yell out to Jan, You could have warned me, shithead! <laughs> Jan's over there giggling. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm done. Jan... Alright, uh, if I still have the starry form up, I'll bonus action to fire another starry form arrow. Yeah, you'll have the starry form up for a minute yet, the last ten uh, rounds of this fight, so you'll, you'll have it up for this fight uh, if you want to bring it. 14 14 hit. does hit. They are not very mobile things, mimics. Uh, Especially when they're in the shape of a chest. Uh, only six. Six points of damages. Oh, I keep That's hitting the wrong key. Got two computers um, again. <laughs> I haven't had that problem in a long time. <laughs> all right, and then uh, action. I will. <laughs> I am um, going to use uh, my once. Uh, might be twice today. Uh, I'm going to use guiding bolts. To, uh, all right, so I will click that. Try to hit it with a guiding bolt. Guiding bolt up the butt. I don't know where it landed. Oh, cool. 25 to hit. 25 to hit. Yes, that absolutely hits. Hell, you could divide that in half and still hit. <laughs> uh, all right, four, uh, 46 is 12. Ooh, nice. 12 damage. Um, and I'm actually uh, going to take a couple steps back. <laughs> All right, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> cool. I, I don't know about leaving the warlock in melee range with the mimic is a good idea, but eh. uh, 
I mean, he's got a hex weapon. He's fine. Yeah, I suppose. Pretty good. She, she's fine. I got pretty good ACs. The mimic being a little bit disappointed that its uh, pseudopod did not grab you last time. It's going to try and bite you, seeing as how you're close enough there, Snooker. Mm-hmm. That is a 16 to hit. Does not hit. Does not hit. Wow. So Snooker has a constantly active mage armor every eight hours. Refresh yep. my mage armor magically. And wearing a cloak of protection. And basically the cloak of protection is what uh, allowed me to avoid that attack that time. Fantastic. All right. So that the mimic's getting a little frustrated at this point. Um, then we move to Snooker. All right. Um, I turn to the uh, I you know looking at the mimic and not today, Junior. And then uh, I swing into its open maw with my scimitar. And you have advantage because the guiding bolt. Yep. Ooh, that's a good one, because I just rolled, like, C-R-A-P. Yes, you did. But it didn't help. It didn't help. So... <laughs> you rolled worse. <laughs> um, so, as I realized I was a little off balance after that bite attempt, I continue spinning on through and bring my dagger home. And hopefully... Nope. <laughs> wow. One. I rolled a two, a one, and a one for those playing at home. <laughs> you you got you got so uh, so confident in your ability to dodge that you forgot how to hit. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> Trying to be so, overly flamboyant and it did not work well. All right, that moves us to Yon. Failure. Yeah. Uh, I will again, uh, same as last. I will use the starry form archer shot. Archer shot. Okay. That should hit 17. Oh, yeah. That does hit. And, uh, okay, five. Five damages. Yeah, five radiant. And then uh, I will use my second... Second per day use of Guiding Bolt from my star map. He is bloodied at this point. See if this works. Oh, it's not gonna work. Ten. Ten. No, ten does not hit. So the second guiding bolt misses, and that is it. All right, moving us back to the mimic. The mimic is kind of puzzled at this point. It's going back and forth between which way to um uh attack. It's gonna pseudopod again. Out at you. Does a 21 hit you, Snooker? Of course. That is a good hit. 21 does. All right. That pseudopod comes out and smacks you in the arm for five bludgeoning damage. Um, You are now grappled by it. Uh, It... The ability checks to escape this grapple have disadvantage. It is sticky. It is sticking to your arm. You're having a hard time uh, time pulling away from it. Is that a dex check each turn? 
Uh, a dex or strength? Dex Got it. Okay. save. Dex or strength save to get away from it. I was hoping it wasn't a strength save. You can still attack because you're only grappled. You aren't restrained by it. So you can still attack it. Perfect. I would... Um, I would argue that your second attack would be at disadvantage because it has that arm. <laughs> that makes sense to me. I support that. Even if you want to say can't attack <laughs> so offhand, I'd support that. I think you'd be able to whisk around and try and swipe at it at disadvantage with your dagger at the thing that's holding you. That makes sense. <laughs> Got it. All right. But you'll probably want to use your... Maybe, I don't know. It's up to you if you want to use your action to try and escape it. I mean, that's the other option. Mm-hmm. No. What would you like to do? It's your turn. <laughs> Damn thing. So, I really just want to murder it, son of a bitch. So, fair enough. Fair enough. I think I am going to. Ooh, boy. What is the ship made of? That we stone. are battling on top of. It is carved out of stone. Perfect. I am going to burning hands the mimic. Ooh. Ooh. So cone of flame. I'll teach you to hold on to me. Coming out of my hand. So I need a deck save from the mimic. Oh wow. Um yeah. <laughs> Start by rolling the 20, and if it's a 1 or a 20... It's a 5. Okay, it's going to take all this. Oh, yeah. And I may roll another die to see whether or not it wants to keep hanging on to the hot thing. <laughs> 15. <laughs> 15 Damn damages. That yeah, that's, a, that's enough for me to hang on. He's got to make a decision. <laughs> yeah, he's going to... Oh, wait. Nope, nope, he's not going to let go. <laughs> he's not smart enough to let go of the thing that's killing him. <laughs> and then I, I I, tell him, you better let go or I've got some more. <laughs> and then I'm um, done. If a mimic could shrug, it would. <laughs> <laughs> Yawn. All right. Uh, again, archer, archer arrow. As you can see, the uh, oh, just made it. I think just rolled over to the sixteen, so twenty-two to hit. Oh yeah, that nice. hits. That hits. That's better. Eleven damage. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. He does not look like he's doing so well. All right. All. Um, and then we'll just do a uh, produce flame cantrip. As my action. Okay. So you're just going to produce and, in your hand? <laughs> and I'm doing the attack for part oh. of it. He's within 30 feet. Yeah. Uh, 15 to hit? Yep, that hits him. All right. It's just 1d8 fire damage. Mm-hmm. And it's three. Describe your kill shot, sir. That's how many hit points you had left. Right, yeah. <laughs> yes. All right, so um, so I'll fire the arrow into its uh, mouth and kind of widen it open with the hit and throw the produced flame right into its mouth. Nice. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, and the whole thing, it, it kind of 
you hit it with the arrow and then you throw the flame in its mouth and that that's enough for it to it suddenly pulls the pseudopod back off a of snooker and the the wood planking and stuff that made it look like a chest in the iron binding it just kind of shivers and jiggles like jello suddenly and then loses all shape and this purple goo just kind of spreads out over the deck and you're very thankful you picked up all the copper beforehand because that would have been a mess to go through oh out of initiative mm-hmm. nice job work team all right all right um so you stand aboard the deck of the ship you have the treasure off of it you included the uh little silver ship right that was worth 50 yeah, yeah. okay i put that in my regular inventories below the mimic kind of sitting in the puddle of ooze there is a spear hey john i should yeah. have told you this right away okay um my character has a constant um ability to detect magic okay and what i want to do is activate that on the ship right now okay so i'll let you know when i activate it it's not constantly active all right um yeah this spear is a um is a plus one spear <laughs> so it lights up <laughs> awesome uh i i i tell Jan that spear looks like something special uh let's see do you use spears how far does detect magic go don't use spears how far does it go good question um 30 feet you're and it's only for things that are visible to you or would you be able to detect magic on the opposite side of a door Uh Sense presence of magic within 30 feet of me. Okay, I see you... a faint aura around any visible creature um, in the area that bears magic. And I learn it's school of magic. But I sense the presence of it. I don't see the aura unless the object is visible. You sense presence of magic beyond the sword door. <laughs> hmm. Cool. Um, I'm going to deal with the spear first and, and I'm going to tell Jan, oh, that's gross. I'm not picking that up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm going to cast cure wounds on myself. Probably should have done it after the last battle. Yeah, you got through it. You're fine. <laughs> I didn't take any damage. Yep. <laughs> All right. That'll fill me back up. Nice. I'd like to take a short rest here if I can and um, roll a hit die. Yeah, if you guys would like to take a short rest on here, you can do that on the ship. I assume away from the slime. Genius, you don't mind, right? Uh, no, that's fine. I, I'll i take the short rest too because I get back my starry, my wild shape. Uh, I don't need hit dice though right now. Probably should have done the hit dice instead of the cure wounds, but. (laughs) 
Alright, so, um, and then while we're just resting, I'm just going to talk and say, you know, there's something behind that sword door, too. Feels pretty special. <laughs> so at this point, we've got three doors we have not tried. One Correct. from the first room, and in this room, one with a sword, and one with a skull and crossbones. Okay. It's quiet oh. in here. Like there's an even the drip or echo of water or What's anything. That? I said it's quiet in here. There isn't a drip or echo of water yeah. or anything. It's it's kind of unnerving, honestly. A little dusty. It's very yeah. kind of dry. It's got the silence of a tomb in here. Kind of echoes off the walls as Jan speaks. So you took the spear, right, Jan? Uh, yeah. Um, I guess I could technically uh, attune to it. Yeah, during the short oh, rest. I, if you I don't know. To... Are you proficient in spears? Uh, yeah, druids don't get much, but spear is one of them. Nice. That works Feels out great. Well. So, I'm gonna go over to the sword door. Okay. After the short rest. Yeah, and just, uh, look at it. Feel around, see if I see anything. Activate the detect magic again, just... Yeah, and on the other side of the door, probably about 15, 20 feet in, there's a magical presence. Hmm. All right. Can this door just be opened? Is there a handle? Is there a lock door knob? Um, there is. There is a handle. Um, are you gonna try it? <laughs> I'm gonna look back at Jan. Okay. Yeah. Go for I'm it. Gonna, I'm gonna try to pull the door open. You put your hand on is the it... handle, and the handle. I was just gonna say, is it trapped? The handle disappears. The handle disappears from your grip, and the door slides open in front of you. Oh, just like the Starship Enterprise. Pretty much, yeah. Cool. You, uh, it opens in front of you, revealing beyond from your torchlight. You can see a um, sealed crypt. And on that sealed crypt sitting in the middle of the floor, there is a uh, relief of wind cutter on top of it. Um, there is banner hanging on the wall to your, in the like right-hand corner. And there are skeletons standing guard with shields and spears on pedestals all around. Looks like statues um, around the... Crypt. Weird. Hmm. Alright. I'll come up to the door. Do the do the skeletons look uh I wanna say the word alive, but obviously that's not the uh Do they look like statues or like they were actual people at one point? They look they look like they might have been actual people at one point. Investigating. 
that's weird. Um, you do pick up a faint sense of magic around these four skeletons. Two on the wall in front of you and one on the right and one on the left. This room is 30 by 30. With the um, crypt right in front of you. Stands six feet off. Well, not six feet off. Like four feet off the floor. It's raised up. Uh, Stone. With the relief of the sword on top of it. I really want to touch the crypt. What do you think? I... Considering this is so far been well guarded, something tells me those skeletons aren't uh, going to let us just do whatever we want in here. Tapestry on the other side of the wall, opposite the one you could see when you first walked in. Both of those actually look like they might be worth a little bit. And getting up the tapestry. Yeah, getting up closer to them, you, you, uh, you guys would estimate... Actually, make an intelligence check. Either one of you or both of you. When he had advantage, maybe. Um, I rolled an eight. Eleven? Eight? They might be worth something. You don't know. (laughs) Looking at it, you're thinking, eh, maybe. I don't know if it's worth carrying them. (laughs) Kind of large. I just would never think of taking the tapestry off the wall. Yeah. Um, Look no, behind it, maybe. My character wouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. In, as we're investigating, probably she'd do that. Yeah, you That's pick it up I, from the wall and dust kind of rises down. And you end up coughing, and <laughs> there's nothing behind it. It's stone wall, and you're... <laughs> all right. Um, can I go inspect one of the skeletons? Sure, yeah. Uh, are they wearing like amulets or cool equipment or anything, or is it pretty standard fare? Uh, go up. You go up to the first skeleton. Uh, roll two d six for me. Yeah. Eight. It has a little pouch hanging off its hip. It's got eight gold in it. <laughs> All right, now we're talking. You gonna take it? Yes, I'm gonna grab that pouch right off that son bitch. He you look, you look you look around quickly and realize the other three have little pouches as well. Yes, please. So you go ahead and roll two d six for each one. All right, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, yeah, Jan is just letting Snooker. Uh, um... Thirty, <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is he, he knows, yeah, no. Snooker has has uh, needs and desires that are related to gold and coins and things. So he's letting her relish in it. Yeah, she's cackling. I mean, it's it's straight up. <laughs> yeah. Sounds to me like Snooker is the gold hungry one, and Jan is just. I got to take care of her. She's gonna kill herself. <laughs> Yeah. When we get to the end, there'll be a cut, and I'll probably have to carry most of it back. (laughs) Think of like uh, Evil Maz and Chewbacca. 
Yeah, there you go. Nice. I love it. I love it. Evil Mars and Chewbacca. All right. Can we uh, ins- inspect the crypt then and see if there's anything? Sure. Yeah. Um, go ahead and make an investigation check. Good slide. 17. Um, there is a heavy stone slab that seals that. Uh, you think you would have to break it in order to get inside. And um, is that where the uh, where Snooker would have said the the? That's where the magic is coming from. Yes. Magic is coming from. Yeah, I would I would announce it to him. Make sure he knows something. Okay. I. All right. Well, I don't think this is gonna get open unless we crack it open. Uh, do we want to do this, or did you want to investigate other rooms first? No, I mean we still got to go back and get those gems. We're not running away, so. It's happening. So cracker open? Yeah. All right. Nope. Uh, I don't think I have any fun tools that'll help me. Uh, you have that crowbar you said, right? Absolutely. I, sorry, I do have a crowbar. I have, yeah, the crowbar and the thieves tools are the only two things that could help. All right. Um, I guess I would try to get the lid off without breaking it too much or just breaking a corner or trying to, uh, I guess I'll try to use the crowbar as much as I can to, to get it, to get the top loosened. Okay. I don't want to just like smash the whole thing into a thousand pieces, but I'm not against it, I guess. Can make an investigation check. You're looking for a seam or someplace you can stick this crowbar yeah. to pry against. And then a There we check. go. Natural 20 for 20 on the investigation. Oh, yeah. You find a great place to stick it. That crowbar actually just get you get the hook in there perfectly well. Make a strength check. Oh. Snap this thing open. Nice. Come on. Oh, it was good. And then it went five plus two is seven. Seven. Yeah, you're pulling on that and... It's just, it's not going. It's not budging at all. What? All right. All right. I'm going to wedge it in there and be like, okay, Snooker, I think it's going to take both of us. All right. And so I'm going to so, help him balance as he stands on the crowbar and tries to, like, jump on it. Okay. <laughs> go, go ahead and make it. Make a uh, strength check at advantage. <laughs> Oh, good. No, okay, well, at least one of them isn't tiny. Us, uh, 14. 14. That is enough. A, a like, mm, probably two feet into this platform, just the corner of it, just whack, there's a massive crack that echoes throughout the chamber as that stone flips up and it lands and kind of shatters across the top of it. And you can see you have, like, a, it's... Mm, I don't know, it's just triangle that pulled off the edge of the sarcophagus. And you can see inside, as you kind of, yeah, yeah, it looks like it's empty. 
but there's very clearly a felt inlay in the shape of a sword. Hmm. Um, Snooker, I guess you, I would... you can you detect the magic because that lasts for 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Detect magic, yeah. You can detect magic. You can see the source. You can see the outline of a sword magically. I want to try to grab the outline of the sword that I can see the aura of the sword. There is something very real that you wrap your hand around. And you pull that invisible sword out of the sarcophagus or out of the crypt and instantly all four skeletons come to life and the door slams shut to the room. Roll initiative. <laughs> cool. I, I I knew we were going to battle some skeletons. Oh, hell yeah. That's it's just it's, it was gonna it's there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you knew so well you rolled a nice initiative. They're probably uh, really pissed off too because I stole their cash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they may have just realized that you stole their shit. <laughs> mm, uh, Thirteen for me. Thirteen. All right. What do they got? Oh, they rolled a four. Ha <laughs> All right. Let's kick this thing off with a snugger. You'd grab that sword. Right. You have the sword in your hand. It is a long sword. Um. So it's a long sword. Um. I. I am not. Actually, it's a, you don't need to like, attune to it. It's a plus one longsword. <laughs> so, I don't know if that's any better than your packed weapon or I what, but. I don't sword. know that you're proficient in longswords unless it's your packed weapon. Yeah, probably isn't. So, uh, I'm not proficient in the scimitar, and I think the longsword's at the same place, right? So. Yeah. Well, so, what's, uh, let's see, what's going to happen? Is uh, I'm going to start by Hoochoo. I've never done this before. I'm going to start by casting Mirror Image. Ooh. And that is going to create three illusory duplicates of myself. Yep. Every time a creature attacks me with an attack, they have to roll a d20, or I roll a d20, I guess. I don't know. Somebody has to. To determine whether the attack instead targets a duplicate. You roll that d20, I believe. Okay. So if I have three duplicates, uh, roll a six or higher to change the attack to a duplicate. Yep. And the duplicate's AC equals 13. So. And then if they actually hit that duplicate, it goes away, correct? Uh, correct. Yep. Uh, yep. And then it, then doesn't the um, number change for the d20 roll? roll? Yep. Yep, and it's fun. It goes six, eight, eleven. Yeah, so suddenly right. there's <laughs> suddenly there's four snookers in the room, <laughs> and uh, that's an action. But uh, I'm going to um, kind of get. Let's see, uh, they have swords, right? So they'd have whatever they're duplicates of you. So they all have invisible swords in their hand right now, <laughs> unless oh, you drop we, the invisible. Sword. No, I mean. Uh, no, I mean the the skeleton. Uh, skeletons have yes, they have swords. I'm gonna put this invisible sword onto my backpack strap. Okay. Um, and then my turn's over. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna make sure I grab the right mouse here. Jan, it is your ghost. Uh, all right. Let's see. All right. 
I am going to... Every skeleton right now, because you're standing in the middle of the room, every skeleton's about between 10 and 15 feet away from you. All right. The one, uh, one of the ones that are closer to the door. Okay. I, I'm A&B going to... Okay, I will turn to. I will turn to A, and I will cast uh, dissonant whispers, Mm. and it must make a DC fourteen wisdom saving throw. And whispering a discordant melody. Two minus one equals one. Alright, cool. Then it'll take some psychic damage. That's okay. Uh, nine psychic damage mm-hmm. and must immediately use its reaction, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from me. Uh, it doesn't move into obviously dangerous ground. And... Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, so, it's pushing back into its little alcove. It, it, it does not like you right now. Okay, and, and then it can't um, move any closer to you, can it? Uh, it's not. It's just. It, it just had to use its reaction to do that. It's okay. not actually afraid. Okay. Um, this, uh, and then, um, that was a spell. So bonus action. <laughs> All right, I'm going to use my starry form again, but I'm going to do a different form. Okay. Um, I'm going to use, I'm going to turn into the constellation of a chalice. So instead of the archer, I'm a chalice this time. So if I cast a, a spell using a spell slot that restores hit points to a creature, I, or another creature within 30 feet also regains 1d8 plus four hit points. And that'll be my turn. Nice. I'm going to try to position myself back to back with Snooker as much as I can, just so that we're each facing some of them okay uh that skeleton that you hit with a shiznit comes charging out at you right up to you and swings its short sword at you does a 12 hit no uh the skeleton coming from the other side moves up towards snooker and same thing short sword does a 12 hit you snooker no all right the skeleton C on the far wall is actually going to pull out a short bow from his back and shoot at Snooker and miss with a six. <laughs> and then the other skeleton is going to do the same. That's on the far wall. Uh, is going to pull out a short bow and attack um, uh, Jan. Does an 18 hit you, Jan? Yes. Ooh, there we go. Got a hit. And that's four piercing damage as an arrow sticks into you. That moves us back to the top snooker. They're pretty uh pretty violent and aggressive in their maneuvers. They they have come directly at you or found the quickest way to attack you, it seems. Okay. I don't have any right in my face, though, right? You do. You actually have one that came from... The, one came directly into the face of both of you, and then there was one shooting at both of you from Got the far it. wall. So I'm just going to scimitar, then swing right for his head to try to knock his block off. Okay. And this is... 24 to hit. Oh, yeah. Tw- 24 hits. Absolutely. <laughs> nice. And then... Uh, 
Seven damage. Seven damage. Yeah, and if a skeleton could bleed, this guy would be bloody. Same with A. <laughs> Alright, and then I'm going to try to stick my dagger in his eye hole. 12 to hit? Uh, just misses. Alright. Just misses. Alright. And then uh, Snooker says, Are you mad I took your cash? <laughs> <laughs> Any bonus actions? Nothing? That's good. Alright. Jan. Alright, uh, Jan's gonna pull out that club again and, uh, shillelagh light it up, um, and, uh, and swing. Alright. At the, the one that attacked him that he hit earlier. Oh no, oh no, it's just a 10. Yeah, that misses. It's remarkably agile, it kind of does a little hop back and chuckles at you. (laughs) Alright, yeah, that was bonus, that was bonus action and action, so, uh... Uh, yeah, just yelling on a rallying cry and moving on. So he dodges out, he jumps, does his little hop, jump, cackle, and then comes back in and swings at you for nine, uh, missing you. Uh, and then <laughs> he kind of vocalizes a little bit. Uh, the one that is in your face, Snooker, uh, has the short sword out and backhands towards you for 14 misses misses swings and again and the guys from the far wall come in again with a lob of arrows from short bows uh pew 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 pew, uh yawn 19 hit you yes um six points of piercing damage and then snooker that's a nat one. That arrow actually hits his buddy um, that's standing in front of you <laughs> and, and uh, shatters him. <laughs> oh! <laughs> hits, hits him right in the neck and the, the bones just kind of scatter on the far wall <laughs> uh, as he does more damage than he has hit points left. Nice. Um... That moves us back to Snooker. So the one that's in front of you just kind of shattered out of nowhere and against the far wall. You and, have the uh, two shooting arrows, arrows, and then there's one behind you. Like, you're back-to-back with Jan. There's one on the other side of him that he's fighting in melee. And I yell out, thanks for the assist, jackass! <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to cast Eldric Blast, targeting the uh, one engaged with Jan. Hell yeah. Frit. Oh, hell yeah. Nice. Three. That's the crit. What'd you roll? Two dice. Oh my (laughs) god. A two and a one. Oh my god. Ouch. And, but Snooker's, you know, you're welcome. And then she uh, <laughs> runs up to one of the guys that are shooting the okay, uh, shooting the boat. Okie dokie. Um, let's see, that moves us to Jan. Swinging the club again. Well, that rolled forever. Make contact. 
And it was worth it. Natural 20. Oh, hell yeah. 26 to hit. Uh, crit. Okay, it's already on crit. Oh. Uh, nine damage. Describe the kill shot, sir. Uh, so that shillelagh is lit up uh, like a Christmas tree, and so is Jan, and he just swings right through, kind of aiming for a, a ribcage connect. Hit, hit it in the ribcage and in the opposite direction. Like, this is happening back-to-back. There's the arrow that comes in and kind of... And... Uh, Snooker does a couple of things, and then bones go sailing the other way from your impact of the other one. There are now bones all over the floor. <laughs> uh, Snooker, <laughs> at, at the back of your heels, you feel a couple of bones hit hit your feet. <laughs> and you kind of glance uh, over your shoulder and realize this another one bit the dust. Doom, doom, doom. Doom, 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 doom. I think uh, I think I'm good. I don't need to use my bonus action this time. All right. Are you going to move at all? You are free to move about the country. Uh, there are no AOs. I think I would just move to um, just to put a little distance between me and Snooker, uh, but I don't want to. Well, Snooker I, moved. Snooker moved up to the okay. ones firing arrows, so there is distance between the two of you now. Okay, I'll. Uh, I'll if I can get to the other one, then I guess yeah, I'll go. We'll do melee then because oh, they got yeah. bows out. Yep. Yeah, yep. I'll run. I'll run to the other one. Okay. All right, you're into the other one. Uh, A is dead. B is dead. C drops his bow and pulls out a short sword. Swings at Snooker. Uh, 15 does not hit, I assume. Does not hit. Does not hit. Oh, and It would have hit Jan, though. D does the same thing. Drops his bow, pulls out a short sword, swings at Jan. 13. 13 hit Jan. Nope. <laughs> nope. They are rolling opposite of what they should be. Snugger, back to you as they have gone melee on you. <laughs> Alright, so Snook is just gonna swing that scimitar try to get, try to bite bone. 14 to hit? 14 does hit. Yeah. There you go. And then let's do 10 slashing damage. Oh, fantastic. That is a good beefy hit. He did not seem to like that as a chunk of his ribcage kind of fell out. <laughs> and then the whole, eye, the whole eye hole stab. Yeah, let's see what we can do there. 19 to hit. Oh, yeah, that hits. And just a two. Two. Oh. Yeah, he really does not. He get, he gets a little wobbly, like jangly on his feet. <laughs> it does not look like he's holding together by much. <laughs> Good deal. Uh, Jan, you are face to face with the skeleton. With the All right, swinging, swinging that, uh, swinging that shillelagh club. Twenty four to hit. Oh heck yeah. Oh, before when you swung with the shillelagh and you had the crit, it got buried in the fact that it was a crit. Uh, the, the shillelagh seemed to do an extreme amount of damage to it. Nice. Uh, only six damage. Six damage. Yeah, that seems to do more damage than you thought it was going to do. Nice. 
and and he looks just as wobbly as the other one. <laughs> like if a stiff breeze came through the room, they may fall apart. <laughs> All right, uh, I'm good then. All right, he takes a short sword to Yan, uh, and that's an eleven. Next, nope. Next one, short sword at Snooker. Ooh, that's a twenty-two. That 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 one will do some damage. Uh, ooh, ghetto crit, eight points of slashing damage on you, Snooker. And it is your turn if you would like to go back at him. Yeah, I think um, that is absolutely my intent. Swing that scimitar. Uh, you said it was four damage, right? Eight. Eight points. Of, eight. It was a ghetto crit. So eight points oh, yeah, of yeah, slashing right. damage. 1d6 plus two. Eight. Um, so I'm going to swing that scimitar right through his, right through his head. All right. 24 to hit. Oh, yeah. You absolutely <laughs> connect. And another 10. Go ahead and describe the kill shot, sir. You said you are going through the head? Yep, going through the head. I'm basically like uh, Babe Ruth calling the shot, trying to <laughs> not With the right flat of the scimitar, <laughs> send it sailing across the room. <laughs> uh, uh, Here, catch. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. The the head comes clean off of it, and the rest of the bones kind of collapse in a pile on the pedestal that it was shooting from. Uh, anything else? You you have an offhand attack, don't you? And some movement. You can move to the other one if you want. Um. Yeah. So just as a character point, when when Snooker as a warlock, when she kills something, when I reduce a hot creature to zero hit points, she gains seven temporary. Ooh, so she really nice. she glories in the kill but yeah. so she is gonna go over and um engage the other creature and just do a little dagger attack hell yeah and that is not successful no a six <laughs> she's so so glorious the kill and she was so amped by the glory and basking in it that she missed her second second attack <laughs> Yawn. All right, let's fin- let's try to finish this guy off, Shillelagh style. Oh, that should be good. Twenty-three to hit. Oh hell yeah! All right, since there's bones all over the place, and I'm assuming this is going to do some wicked damage, uh, it would be eleven damage from the Shillelagh. Oh yeah, describe the um, skill shot, sir, because this thing is uh, this is uh, kind of a wound up. One-handed, uh, almost like a golf, underhanded golf swing. I'm just gonna go right up through and and just bone fragments everywhere. <laughs> like a bone fragment fountain. <laughs> it would have looked much yep. prettier if it wasn't like in an alcove and it all just kind of ricochets off the alcove and falls back in. <laughs> but had you been outside, that would have been glorious. That would have been bones everywhere. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, so that takes us out of initiative. All right, I would like to, then uh, since I have my form up, I'm going to use a Cure Wounds on myself, which would allow then my form to also 
do the equivalent. Oh, that was not great, but I'll take five. Um, so my, my starry form also gives one d four plus eight, so it's the same. So as I glow, then uh, Snooker can also gain nine points back. Nice, thanks. Very nice. Between the That'll ten hit points and that, <laughs> Snooker's doing well. That'll almost put me back at total. Yeah. So, yeah. so I would like to engage in a short rest and perform a ritual okay. to change my packed weapon from the scimitar to the invis invisible longsword. Are you able to? do that with named weapons it doesn't uh, give me I a restriction don't think you can there's a, there's a restriction it can't be an artifact I was reading this because I have no I didn't have any clue but I think it can't be an artifact and it can't be a sentient weapon well, but se I think named sentient. weapons are okay sentient's what I'm thinking I of think. named weapons are okay so yeah you can do it with this yes it's sentient weapons I'm thinking of because I had a sentient weapon that I was going to take okay. as a warlock, and I couldn't use the sentient weapon as a pack weapon. But I wasn't going to be a, a hexblade, so I, it was a weird. So situation. this is a named weapon, huh? Oh yeah, windcutter. Oh, it is the windcutter. Yeah, this is windcutter. This is the famed weapon of Harold yeah, the Conqueror. Windcutter. That was that was uh, Norm's nickname in high school. <laughs> Yeah, mine was Windbreaker. <laughs> um, does does it have any other special abilities, or can I just add a plus one? It's a plus one longsword. It, it just has that name. Got it. Awesome. Uh, the only the only thing that you might not like, and I don't know if it, unless the hex thing does anything with it, but I don't know that you can attack with your offhand um, if you're using a longsword in in the other hand. Oh, it is no longer. Uh... I don't think it's a light weapon. Got it. He has the ability to choose so... which one he summons, though, right? I thought. Well, I think he can only have one at a time. Oh, okay. So if it's not a light sword, or if it's not a light weapon, that's different. Yeah, I was going to say, and Snooker would know this, so uh, yeah. we can clarify this. And... So that is not better. Yeah. Darn. Um, looking. The only thing, the, the, the betterment would be that it uh, if you used it with two hands, it's a D10. Um as compared to the scimitar being a one d six, but then getting a second attack, yeah, with your offhand. So it, well, there's pros and cons. With the, or, wait, so if it's my I, packed weapon, I should be proficient. Did you check packed weapon? And you might only be able to have one checked. Yeah, I. It is the only one that I have checked. Let's do, it, let, let's go this route. Let's go this route. Let's say the scimitar. You hang on to the scimitar, knowing that this thing would probably be worth a fair chunk of gold. 
and your sense. desire for the gold would outweigh using this as a as a pact weapon. That makes sense. Yeah. You're gonna have a hard time convincing anyone visually, though. They'll have to hold it. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this invisible sword. Look, see, I'll sell it to you. I will sell you an invisible sword, but it is a known sword. It is a known legend, so people may. They would see it, and they would be like, oh, "It does exist. They do exist." So, are both of you okay to go longer? Because it is five to ten. If you're both okay to go longer, I got more adventure here. I got nothing going on today. Yeah, I'm right, I'm I'm good. Uh, I don't know if you want to do like a like a, a pre-end show for those who have to cut out at ten, and then uh, they'll know where to catch back up to. Otherwise, um, yeah, I don't know how this works. I've never hosted a show. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, it's it is the hour and a half mark ish, people. So if you need to duck out, duck out now. Uh, I'm not going to sign us out here. We're going to keep going. We're going to go, I don't know, another half hour, maybe hour at most, I think. Uh, And this adventure will be called complete. So uh, stay tuned if you like. Uh, Otherwise, Norm will probably throw this up in podcast form at some point and a rebroadcast, or not rebroadcast, but your uh, on-demand video of it will be both on YouTube and I think Twitch here as well. So. And a note for Norm, uh, if you're going to leave and let us in charge, we're going to do whatever we want to do. So, there. Oh, yeah. suddenly your podcast ha. is seven hours. Ooh. I, I'm, I don't have seven hours. Of time. Like I said, I have a hard out at noon. So. All right. So, you're in this room. You you taking a short rest anyways, maybe? Yes? No? Uh, I don't think we need to then, do we? If you're I, don't, uh, I don't really need to then. Okay. Yeah. All right, what would you like to do then? The door, All right, the we got... last skeleton fell, the door slid back open, allowing you out of the room. All right. Um, might as well try that other door. The wooden one is the skull the and behind the... Do you want the, well, the skull and crossbones sounds menacing, but it's the closer one. Yep. Do I feel any magic behind the wind one if I activate my detect magic? Behind the wooden one? Behind is the, that what you said? It was a wind? The, the skull and crossbones. There's a skull and crossbones and a wooden door that was in oh, the first room that wooden. you opened. Oh, I thought you said there was like a wind. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, detect magic behind both of them. Do I see anything? Um, let's see. There is a small amount of magic about 15 feet into the room behind the wooden door. Um, and behind the skull and crossbones, um, there doesn't seem to be any magic behind the skull or crossbones door. Okay. I, I give all that information and I think we go ahead. I was going to say, just, just, just remember snooker. Gold is not magical. So, that's a great point. So, let's do both, of course, but let's do the Skull and Crossbones store first. And do the Skull and Crossbones store first? Yeah. Does it have a knob or... It actually has a seam, and the Skull and Crossbones sits over that seam. 
Uh, make an investigation check. Got an advantage. I got a zero plus zero for it, so you want me to roll it again? I mean, I do have a plus three, so... You should probably roll the other one, then. I'll roll the other one. I rolled a four. Not better. Nine. Nine? Yeah, you're looking at You don't really see a handle. There's uh, recesses in the eyes and a recess in the mouth of the skull. Um, uh, but you don't see any uh, handles anywhere. Two gems, genius, that were on the, on the other thing. Did those seem to be gem-sized recesses? No, it looks like a normal skull that it wouldn't, like, sit anything. All right, can I put my finger in the recess? Which one? Two uh, eyes and a mouth. Eyes. One of the eyes? The eyes? Are, one, of the- one of the eyes, you stick your finger in the eye, and there's nothing in there, really, kind of feeling around in there, and it's... Um, uh, yeah, it's very smooth, hollow, like an eye socket. Hmm. Does the blue gem that I picked up from the other stuff, does that fit in the mouth? You going to try and put it in the mouth? Yeah. Uh, You put it in the mouth. As you're trying to, like, fit it in the mouth, you suddenly hear a click. Like you pushed a button or something. Are you going to release it? Yeah. You pull the... The sapphire kind of comes out, and there's a... And the doors slide open. It's just a button inside the mouth. No trap. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After all, it, it's funny because sometimes you don't check a door and you lose a hand, and other times it's just a button inside a skeleton's mouth. It seems very ominous. <laughs> and there's nothing. The doors <clears throat> swing open, and the torchlight reveals this 15 by 20 foot room beyond. Five feet into the room, it's stairs leading up 10 feet to a throne. Whereupon sits a skeleton of Harold himself. He has a book in one arm. Um, and there's a, a um, like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, engraved, engraved golden crown sitting on his head, kind of lopsided. Uh, the skin and stuff underneath uh, has long been lost to time, so it sits kind of crookedly on his head. It's real gross. So he's holding a book. Hey, uh, Snooker, that that uh, text out there said the key towards a great wealth is buried between the pages of mister- of my story. And he's holding a book. I don't know if it's that literal. Maybe we should check out that book. Wouldn't that mean there's a key inside of it? Stands to reason. Well, fetch it. Alright. I will uh, I will go up cautiously up the stairs to the throne and look at the book. Alright, you look at the book and in his, the book is kind of cradled in his arm it's rather large maybe like a a foot by eight inches or so maybe nine inches um it 
says player's handbook on top of it. Hmm. It says, uh, Snooker, it says player's handbook on it. Oh, seems very important. Um, I guess I'm going to tell you to grab it. So go ahead and go ahead and pull it out. We don't have time to dawdle. All right. Uh, looking around, is there anything else significant in the room? Like doors or treasure or anything besides the throne and the crown in the book. Um, the crown is very apparent on his head. Uh, make an investigation check. I feel like I got a good vantage point up here. It's a nine, I think. Nine. Nine. Yeah, you don't see anything else in the room. The All right. Um, being probably the most valued so things in the room. Him, I see him looking around. Yeah? Do you want to investigate grab, with him? Yeah, I'm going to walk over and try to, you know, sort out what's going on over there. So I'll do my investigation and get a 12. 12, yeah. You look around, you come to the same conclusion. There isn't anything significant about this room other than the, the book and the crown. Okay. All right. Uh, feeling like a little bit like a grave robber um, and paranoid as both the character and the player. Uh, I'm going to hook my shield onto the side of my pack. So he just has a, a smaller wooden shield. Okay. Just kind of hook it there and and uh, make an attempt to grab both the book and the crown simultaneously, ready to run, because don't know what's going to happen. Okay. Roll a dexterity so. check. So you try and grab both of these at once. Oh, it could be a 20. Nope. Nope. It rolled over. Uh, niner. You grab the book and the crown, and the crown kind of sticks to the head a little bit, a little bit of that uh, skin and sinew and stuff that is dried over time, made it a little sticky. The head kind of lulls. It doesn't come off the skeleton, but you're able to get the crown free. Uh, the book sticks to the hand a little bit. Um, you're able to pull it away eventually, though, but it's very awkward, and you make a lot of noise, and you're left holding both the crown and the book, and nothing seems I'll to never happen. be a cat burglar. It's not very dexterous, but effective. You got both of the items, but they're not. All right. Nothing happened. All right, I'll, uh, I'll walk back down and uh, hand the book to Snooker. Okay. Cool. Do you know anything about this? You've had players in your casino before, right? Yeah. Yeah, seems like a really important... Uh... It seems like a really valuable book. And then I rip it open, like not really caring if the parchment rips or anything like that, because I expect there to be a key inside of it. It doesn't rip open. It's actually a very stable leather bound book. And as you kind of flip the cover open, you realize it's you're, you're kind of looking through it real quickly and looking for the key. And it's a book and it's a book of instructions. How to be a pirate, how like, to live fruitfully, how to uh, 
it's the, mm. you can see there's there's uh, guides to magic inside, and and attacking techniques and notes on different uh, yeah. different encounters he's had with uh, different types of people, different races, and um, it's it looks like his notes from his lifelong adventures. It's all organized mm. very, very well and detailed. Mm. Maybe not the wealth you were looking for, Snooker, huh? The wealth of information, which is useless. And then she sighs. Sighs, and you take a look at the crown, though. The crown, you're guessing that crown is worth it. That is gold. The crown is made of gold that is worth something. Um, quick estimate, you're guessing somewhere between 100 and 150 gold. Cool. Well, I'll I'll tell him, uh, you're tall, grab that crown off his head. Uh, he already no, had. I brought, I brought it down. Oh, yeah. He got them both off with the, he grabbed them both at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> you saw it. It wasn't pretty. Yeah, it was, it was ugly. It made a lot of noise. It was obvious. Like, he this took is the why crown. we don't. Yeah. This is right. why we don't rob banks and things because Cat was not pretty. He is not. All right. So, <laughs> so like yeah. a cow burglar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly like a cow burglar. <laughs> Fast fact: uh, right. Apparently, Goofy from Disney is a cow. He's not a dog. Really? <laughs> apparently. Huh. I don't know. I heard that somewhere. I would. I mean, I guess, right? Yeah, because be... Pluto's a dog, and he doesn't talk. Yeah. No. <laughs> but cows do talk. But apparently, cows talk. I don't know. I don't get it. All right, what would you guys like to do? Um, head Hello. back to the wooden door, right? We got one more door. Yeah. As you guys cross through the threshold of the skull-plated door, you hear sounds of bones and you turn around and Harold has stood up and he is coming after you. Shut the door. Shut the door. Uh, go ahead and uh, yeah. Uh, how, how shut the door? How, where's the button? Where's the button? <laughs> can we just, yeah, can we push the button inside the mouth? You close the door and push the button. Uh, through the wall come two ghosts. One Holy on each crap. side of you guys. You close <laughs> the door, you latch the door, and through the wall come two ghosts. Uh, you have disturbed the throne of their master, and they're a little upset. So let's roll some initiative. <laughs> wow. Hey, uh, Everything was fine and dandy until you left the room. <laughs> They didn't mind you looking at the stuff, but if you leave the room, they get a little upset. That makes sense. Uh, that happens. Uh, uh, five for initiative. All right. Uh, he's going to go first, Harold, and then the ghosts will be after you guys. So Harold is going to take his action, his movement to move up to the door, his action to open it. <laughs> And he's going to be looking right at the two of you. Arr, you have my treasure. <laughs> um, Snooker, mm. it's your turn. 
Um, there's a ghost to one side of you. You're side by side with Jan, and there's a ghost on the other side of him, and you are both face to face with Harold. Uh, I guess I will attack Harold. Harold? Okay. Yeah. Um, I'll swing my scimitar at him. All right. Ten to hit. Ten misses. And then he raises up this uh, raises up the shield to block the hit. Well, the dagger's not going to be much better. No, nope. well, yep, he blocks the scimitar with his shield, and he kind of jumps back away with uh, away from the thing, and he looks at you. I have to do better than that. I'm going to take a quick, concerned glance at Jan, and my turn's over. His quick concern glance gives way to your initiative order. Jan, so what would you All consider? right. Staring down a pirate um, and a couple of ghosts. All right. Let's see. That would be... <laughs> okay. Okay, that seems good. Um, oh, but I can't do both. I am going to Yep. <clears throat> All right, I'm going to attempt to use that new spear that I got. All right. And I'm going to attempt to spear the ghost on my side. Okay, okay. Oh, well, that might change things. Natural 20. Oh, hell yeah, that hits. Yes. And it's a 6 and a 6 plus 3 is 15. Describe a kill shot, sir. Uh, well, I'm expecting to uh, have such a, a clear shot. Um, I think he would probably be swinging the spear more than he would be pointing the spear and kind of the tip of the spear goes like through from one end of the ghost to the other. Yeah. And it just kind of wisps away into nothing. You hear the other one scream in that instance. Uh, (laughs) Nice. I think, uh, I think, I think he wants, yeah, Jan wants a better view of the situation. So he is then going to use his, uh, bonus action to, um, misty step, twenty five feet away, uh, towards onto the boat. Lost my little hand gem. Uh, t- just next to the boat. He doesn't want to get stuck in the slime that might still be there. Okay. So, yep. So you move twenty feet, twenty five feet away. So, you can see the door from where you're at. Uh, do I you want to be? I'd... What side of the boat do you want to be on? Do you want to be on the side with the solid wall or the side with the door that led to the sword area? Uh, in my head, it was the door side. Now that you say that, I want the other side, but I'll go with the door side. Okay. Okay. Door side. That's fine. I just wanted to know. All right. Uh, so that, that is the same side that the current live or the living ghost, the remaining ghost is on. (laughs) Okay. So you have a clear view of the remaining ghost and a, your view of, uh, 
Harold himself is obstructed just a little bit by your friend. Okay. Okie dokie. And yep. that moves us to ghost number, or the remaining ghost, I should say, which is going to swing at uh, Snooker here. With a ghostly short sword for an 11. Does not hit. Does not hit. And then that moves us back because that one's dead or gone. <laughs> They're all dead. <laughs> Moves us back to Harold, and Harold is going to take a look at uh, um, Snooker here and raise a battle axe to attack. First attack is a 21 to hit. Should hit, yes. (laughs) For 8 slashing damage. Oof. And then the second... Oh, there, go your, there go your temporary hit points. Yeah. The second yeah. attack, coming back with it, is another 21. Cool. For 10 That's slashing cool. damage. That's a ghetto crit. <laughs> Oof. All right. And we move on to Snooker. Well, that one hurt Snooker, so... Um... John, can you give me just a little bit of a description how the things are, how everything's set up? How everything's set up. You are facing a door. To your left is, to your back is the ship. And the room extends 20 feet, 30 feet behind you. Um, To your left is the ghost. Directly in front of you in the doorway is Harold. And then back to your left, about 20 feet is... On the side, left side of the boat is your friend. He was on your right-hand side and defeated the ghost that was on the right-hand side of him. So then he bounced back to your left yeah. behind you. So you have a ghost here, immediate left, and Harold right in front of you in the doorway. All right. I'm just trying to visualize. I don't think there's a way I can get them both with burning hands. So I am just going to continue to attack. Burning Harold. hands is a what? Cone. Cone. How big? 15 feet. Cone. You'd take an ale, but you could do it. If you stepped back to your left, so that That's, it... Yeah. You would you take an ale from side. Harold. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Uh, I envision that too. I don't want to take an ale from a guy that's just. <laughs> you could take a step to your right as well and stay in his melee range and take an ale from the ghost. And catch them both, I think, as well. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Let's just uh, attack uh, him with the scimitar. Okay. And we'll see if I can get a little better. 17 to hit? Just misses. Oh. Just misses. <laughs> He's got a beefy AC. He's got that shield. All right. I am going to attack then with the dagger. And that is going to hit. That is a hit. For sure. Just, you know, scratches his arm a little bit for two. For two. I keep hitting the and then keyword. I'm going to have to get creative next turn, I think. Cause it's going to get weird. <laughs> All right, Jan. All right. Uh, I got to bank on, bank on him not critting on you. I don't think you want two guys 
Uh, let's see. <laughs> How far apart are the two bad guys? Technically a five-foot step, but there's a wall that would prevent them from moving. Okay, so like I couldn't put a moonbeam in between them and hit both of, or have both of them because it's a five-foot square or five-foot circle. Moonbeam so is a five-foot circle. Yeah. You technically could. Yeah, it's also going to be touching your friend. I don't know if that would matter to you. Um, eliminate allies. No, it's uh, any creature. No, they would have to if they start their turn there. Then, yeah. So, okay. Nope, not gonna moonbeam. Uh, but I will use. I will do the wither and bloom thing though. Okay. That seems like a good one. So I will cast that. So con save of fourteen from both of for them. each of them for. Yep, and uh, if you want to use, do you have yep. any hit dice left? Okay, I will let you do the uh, the hit die plus four, if you'd like to use one. He succeeded. Harold succeeded with a twenty-one. The ghost failed with a four. Okay. So, all right, we got both of us rolling. Okay, so Harold would take half of twelve, which is six, and. The ghost would take all of 12, because that was the ghetto crit, and uh, take 12 of necrotic. Of necrotic? Uh, So, maybe maybe not the best, but... Do you want to describe how that kills the ghost? (sighs) Uh, Yeah, so um, it's wither and bloom, so the wither is the part that's getting them, so... Um, it kind of sucks all of the life, moisture, energy, and everything out of that space um, and funnels it into life-giving bloom for uh, Snooker. So you can see the energy just being drained and filtered. Nice. Yeah, there's almost a filter between Snooker and this ghost as it turns from like a white ghostly ethereal form to like a green form and just invigorates Snooker. All right. Is that complete your turn? Um, I don't. I don't think I have a bonus. I guess with a bonus action, since I don't. Oh no, that's a spell, so I can't do it. Uh, yes, that's it. All right, then uh, we are going to move forward uh, through. They're both gone now, so it moves all the way back to Harold, uh, and Harold is going to swing at Snooker because Snooker's in front of him. Uh, it's a 15 hit. Um, no, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> distracted by the chat. And then a second swing, six. Six does not hit. Certainly not. <laughs> I'm afraid so, of what uh, chat said. I'm glad I can't see him. <laughs> Ryan, what did you what did you roll on the bloom? Um, I rolled a seven, so I added four. So seven plus four. Okay. I don't know what you had, so I was just making sure. So he oh, swung. Uh, yeah, wait a second. So I get seven plus two for your. Or wait, I have five plus two, which is seven, but I didn't add the four. Oh yeah. Yeah, you don't you don't get your norm you don't get your normal bonus. You get my bonus instead. Oh okay, so I don't get the plus so two. You get I get the five plus four. four. 
You get the plus four. Yeah. So nine total. Okay. All right. It's weird like that. So but it's awesome. He swings twice with his battle axe, once over your head, and then once just nowhere near you. Uh, he seems a bit enraged that his guardians have fallen. Snooker, it is your go. Alright, so, yeah, I mean, Snooker's feeling great now, so um, dodged a couple attacks from Harold, and so, 20 to hit. 20 to hit, 20 does hit. So I'm going to slash at him for 8. 8. And then the old dagger in the eye trick. Nice. Ah, ten. <laughs> ten misses. He's a little taller than the other ones. You just you kind of missed. He flipped his head off to the side. Yeah. All right, and then uh, I I I yell, "Thanks, Jan. Needed that." All right, Jan, yeah. your go, buddy. All right, uh, Jan is now going to since he used his guiding bolts for the day uh, for his uh, free use. He's going to use a first level spell slot to cast it and do guiding bolt okay against Harold uh he'll move in a position where we can see him better so in case uh yeah uh, in case snooker was in the way and oh there it is there it is that's crit natural 20 oh hell yeah so this is eight this is 8d6 radiant damage <laughs> and you should see the fuzzy pink D sixes on my screen right now. It is holy cow. Six five 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 six four three one. Thirty-five okay, damages so of radiant. I want you to describe the kill shot, but before you do this, I gotta let you know that this thing had undead fortitude. And let me read this for you. If damage reduces him to zero hit points. It must make a constitution saving throw of DC 5 plus the damage taken. <laughs> Unless the damage is radiant or from a critical hit. <laughs> On a success, so, it would drop to one hit point <laughs> instead of zero. So there's so, no way in so hell he's getting out be, of this. <laughs> so it had to be a critical hit of radiant damage of more than 25, and there was him no coming back, and I got all three. <laughs> it's unreal. <sighs> Wow. Nice. Yeah, it's... The Radiant wasn't a qualification. The Radiant didn't mean a lot of anything, but the critical hit and of being of 35 set the DC of his save at 40. (laughs) Yeah. Even if it wasn't a critical Um, hit, it's just... uh, Yeah, so uh, so here's what I'll do because I you know I want to share this with uh, with Snooker. So this is like a, a lighting up of the guiding bolt, and you can see the power. The guiding bolt is just like building a ball in his chest, just waiting to be pierced, and uh, let Snooker basically burst the bubble, um, and bone explosion is what we're going for. <laughs> bone explosion. <laughs> bone explosion. That may be today's show title. <laughs> Bone explosion. <laughs> oh, I like that one. With a couple exclamation points, too. Ka boom. Ka frickin' boom. <laughs> and nice. all the bone dust settles and the, the tinkling settles down from all the bones. 
you, you take a deep breath and relax. What would you like to do? Well, there's one more door. Yeah, yeah. I'm feeling a little <laughs> tired, but definitely worthwhile. We've been getting stuff, but one more door. So head over there, and I'll um, ask you. I'll ask Jan to uh, uh, check the door for like opening it. All right. I'll I'll look for traps or see if it's locked or anything. So let me walk you back here on your walk back. You walk past the statue, or not the statue, the uh, ship with the puddle of sludge on it around and through the alcove leading back to the statue with the gems in its eyes and the wooden door to your left. Jan, you walk up to the door and look for traps or anything funny about the door. Go ahead and make your investigation. It's a five. Yeah, nothing seems to be wrong with the door at all. You think it's perfectly normal and will open fine. The iron handle, uh, you could just grab and turn if you wanted, it looks like, and it should swing open. Yeah, will do. And you grab the handle and turn, and it creaks open. And it's quiet. Nothing happens. All right, bring your torch over here. Yep. Um, walk over with the torch. And... Walking over with the torch, you bring it into view. Excuse me. On the far wall of this chamber, in the corners, it's a 15 by 15 chamber, and in the corners are two skeletons with spears and shields looking over a table in the middle of the wall. On the left-hand wall is a plaque hanging on the stone. There's something sitting on that table in between the two skeletons. A bit difficult to make out from the 15 feet. Alright. Well, this looks uh, similar to before. I'll go walk over to the table and see what's on it. Walking over to the table, there's this beautiful, ornate horn that ends in a skull with jewels in its eyes. Do I see any pouches of money on the skeletons? Um, yeah, yeah, there is. Uh, 2d6 twice. Yeah, I will remove them from them. You do this before or after he touches the horn. Yeah, I was just looking at the horn, so like I am sorry, me. I misspoke. The horn and the, the skull are not connected. There is a horn and a skull. A jeweled skull sitting on the So fifteen right. Fifteen gold, yeah, you find fifteen gold in the two pouches. Alright. Uh which one do you want first, the horn or the skull? Horn. All right, I'll grab the horn. It's a brass horn. Um, it, you, if you know how to play a horn, you could put it up to your mouth and blow a note on it. I'm proficient in flute. 
So you Not try horns. you try you try and blow through it. You don't know how a horn works. So you, you kind of try and blow mm. over the top of it like a flute. It doesn't do anything. All right. I'll throw that in the pack. Uh, if this is like what happened before, maybe you want to take position at the door, and I will. I will uh, put my hand on the skull, but not actually pick it up first. See if, uh, if that does anything. Placing a hand on your skull, you suddenly feel tired, a little bit fuzzy. I'm a lot of bit fuzzy. I'm a furbog. Your head feels fuzzy. Your your eyesight, your vision. Um. Yeah, you don't feel like okay. you're as uh, as quick to react to things. Uh, does it make a difference then if I try picking it up? No, you pick it up, you feel the same thing. All right, I will. I'll start walking backwards, watching the skeletons the whole time. Do you have the skull in your hands? A skull in hands, yeah. Nothing happens. You just that fuzziness. You can't shake it. All right. Uh, I'm feeling a little woozy here. Um, uh, I'm going to try to hand Snooker the the skull. Snooker, do you accept the feeling skull? We- I'm feeling weird. Snooker doesn't want it if you're feeling weird. So Snooker's like, um, I, I, I don't want it. What's wrong with you? Does it look valuable? Oh, yeah, it's jeweled. It's, have- it's encrusted in gems. You're guessing probably 250 bu- or 250 gold bucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> Suddenly well, we're in the U.S. <laughs> Snooker would not not want it then. So, so Snooker reaches out and grabs it from him going, oh, that's probably worth a lot of money. Yeah. Do you touch it or do you open your backpack? I'll open my backpack. Put it in. Okay. All right. Drop it in the backpack then. All right. You drop it in the backpack. You still feel a little fuzzy, but something shifted. Um, did it touch you at all, Snooker? Probably not. I'm assuming you were careful you didn't want to touch it. So you put it in the backpack and you put it on your back. Um, all right. Slowly over the next minute or so, you start feeling fuzzy, Snooker. Great. All right. Am I feeling... Better, worse, or about the same? About the same. Not as bad as you were when you were holding it, but about the same once you let go of it. Okay. Head out the door back into the main room. Yeah, I mean, is there anything else to investigate in that room? There's a plaque on the wall. Oh, there was a plaque. Yeah. Did it say something? Oh, yeah. You didn't look at it. So before we we do that, um, good idea from the chat. Um, there's, there's some skeletons in the room with us, right? Yeah. Do they have weapons on them? Some spears and shields. They're rusty and old, but... Can I take the spears away from them? Sure. Yeah. I would like to take them away from them. Yeah, you can take the spears and the shields all away. Where do you, where do you put them? I'm going to place them in the far corner okay. of the room okay. and then go read the plaque. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Um, Smart. Inscribed in the slab in the room are a series of numbers, three groups of three. 
Below it are the words, knowledge of history leads to victory. We have the player's handbook. And I open up the player's handbook. Sure. Can. Now, this is where it gets weird. I do open up my backpack and I probably have to touch the skull to get to the leather. The fuzziness there. doesn't increase at all when you do. Okay. So go to page. Is there 221 pages in it? Yeah. Yeah, there's more than 221 pages. What's on page 221? Jeff, it looks like you're looking through the player's handbook. It's yep. on page 221. It is a list a list of spells that start with the letter C um, and their descriptions, starting with calm emotions through circle of power. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, six full spells and circle of power wraps to the next page. So there's a listing of spells, and I don't know if we cast any of them. <laughs> um, uh, maybe start with C. Maybe maybe charm person. No, if you don't have any, I don't think I do. I have cure wounds, but it's not on this page. I have comprehend languages. I actually do. Uh, not on this page. That's after circle. Got it. Yep, that makes sense. All right. Um, go to page zero zero one then. There's zero zero four. Uh, page one does not have. Page one is the inside cover, basically, that says player's handbook with a picture. And zero. And page. And page four is the preface by Mike Merles, May 2014. All right. So we yell out, Mike Merles. <laughs> um, I will tell you this because you got this part right. It is page 221. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking then if it's, it's 221, four and one, if I wrote that down correctly. Yep. 221, four, um, and one. So four could be the fourth word, the fourth line, or the fourth spell. And the one could be the first word of the line, the first, or I guess four could be the per paragraph also. Uh, one would do, be the first, probably the first word in that line. Or So if I'm doing the math on it, the fourth spell is Chill Touch. And the first word in chill touches chill, which we're in a room with skeletons in a crypt that feels appropriate. Do you see anything? 
So, but you're you're looking at the book right now, right? So yeah, I'm just feeding you. The fourth line is the word range from Calm Emotions. Uh, range oh. sixty feet. The fourth paragraph would be under like chain lightning. I'm gonna just first word I'm being gonna, you. I'm just gonna shout out confused like chill touch. What's when special you, about that? Before you even get the word ch uh, touch out of your mouth, you you say chill, and there's a <clears throat> and you say touch, and the whole wall in front of the plaque pushes inward and slides to the left, revealing a tunnel, a five foot wide tunnel. Uh, Fifteen feet in from that tunnel is a pile of treasure. In this treasure. There is a ring with a seal on it worth 15 gold. A silvered cape worth 15 gold. An engraved sword worth 25 gold. A silk banner depicting a dragon worth 55 gold. Uh, 1d4 beads of force if you wanted to roll a d4. And then two potions. Um, both of you, while being magically inclined, would understand rather quickly or be able to figure out rather well that a uh, one is a potion of mind reading and one is a potion of frost giant strength. Cool. Beyond this treasure lays a hallway, but the hallway lowers and as it lowers it's suddenly there's a a liquid substance that runs the length of it into the distance and it actually like it's liquid as far as you can see mm. all right so I'm going to activate Detect Magic. Did I think any of those items were magical Ooh. individually? Uh, the D4 is a 4 for Beads of Force. Nice. Uh, yeah, those beads are magical. Um, the potions, potions are probably... show up magical. Uh, you're detecting magic from the skull in your backpack. There's some form of magic on that skull in your backpack. Um, there is some sort of magical trigger down this hall where this liquid is. Oh. Hmm. I'm going to point that out once we get done here. I want to go down by that down that hallway. That that magical trigger looks like a tripwire, just so you're aware. Oh. Definitely don't want to do that then. <clears throat> so, how much was the banner worth? 55. 55. Okay, perfect. We're, <clears throat> we're pretty much maxing out our carrying capacity just from space. Yep. <laughs> I, the ring doesn't take up much space. Um, and I can put on the, the cape, maybe, but banners and swords get clum clumsy. Yeah, I mean, I've got... I mean, the invisible sword is just hanging from my backpack. The This sword could probably strap onto the other side. 
I don't know how large the banner is, but that seems. To so be... we're looking. We're looking down a hallway. You said there was liquid. Yeah. And I talked about the 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 tripwire trap. That yeah, Snooker Snooker showed you a magical tripwire trap that is like five feet away from the liquid. Mm. I don't want you to run down the hall and take a header into the juice, <laughs> into the ghost juice. Do you want to try and All step right, over we... that tripwire and investigate the liquid? Yeah. Can I uh, can I just grab a copper? I don't know if that would matter. A copper coin and throw it into the liquid? Sure, yeah, you can throw a copper coin in the liquid. It, it, it's viscous liquid. It hits the liquid and it's kind of a boom, and it sinks to the bottom of it. Snooker stepping over the tripwire and reaching down and touching that liquid, it's uh, it's slick. It's oil. Ooh. Like, like very flammable type material? Yeah, highly, highly flammable material. Produce flame, mm. but wait till we're leaving. How how far does the hallway go? Does it continue on, or is it just a, a dead end? Or about thirty feet, and you see, well, with the range of a torch, yeah, it goes out into the darkness. Yeah, keep that feet. torch back, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I mean, we got options, right? We can either. All right. I got. I have an option I haven't done yet as a druid. <clears throat> can I? Um, can I turn into a, a medium-sized spider and crawl the ceiling and go look down at that end? Sure. Yeah. I would like to do that. Turn yourself into a medium-sized spider. You crawl along the wall. At the end of the hall, do spiders have dark vision? I. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes for the sake of this. Yep. Yep. Um, I have a giant wolf spider has dark vision. Okay, there you go. You climb along the wall. It turns a five-foot turn uh, about 30 feet down the hall, and then it goes up a flight. It turns back to the right again and up a flight of stairs about 10 feet. You go up there, and there is a 15-foot passageway to the left, and then it cuts back again to the left. And there's like a five foot passageway in front of a like there's like a make an intelligence check. It looks familiar. Something about it looks familiar. The, the whatever's blocking the opening here. Uh looks like an eleven. Eleven? Eleven. <laughs> looks looks like the back. Maybe it was the back of a throne? Like the material that the throne was made out of? Hmm. Okay. And uh, I actually have the, and I don't know if this works underground like that, but um, I chose Outlander, so I have a pretty good um, idea for maps and geography. Would I, after seeing that, would I be able to connect the dots that yep. maybe that's where the path went, was around the outside and back? Yep. Yep, okay. around the outside of the dungeon and around the back of the throne room. The other way to get in here was through the throne room. Okay. You guys just didn't find it. Um, okay. But coming that way, you'd have to deal with this oil trap. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I will uh, then creep my way all the way back and pop out and tell him what I found. And that we don't, we don't, I don't think we need to go that way. 
Alright. Anything else you guys would like to do, or are you going to head home? On the uh, way, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta grab those eye sockets. You right. gotta. I know it's gonna. So you head back the to gems. the room, and you head back to the statue of Harold and the two gleaming gemstones in its eyes. Uh, looking at them, you estimate they're worth about forty gold points each. Who is going to try and pry these from the statue? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I popped out so I could talk to you. Um, I'll go ahead and pop the left eye out. Or attempt to. Pop the left eye out? Okay, you pop the left eye out. I need a constitution saving throw from both of you as the statue belches gas into the room. Ew. Gross. We're both should be somewhat okay with that, right? Uh-oh, that rolled nine. I caught it right in the face, six. Like Dune style. What did you have? Snooker? Six. Oh, 22? Okay. So, Snooker, you kind of shake this off, um, but it looks like Jan got the full brunt of it, and he kind of... His eyes glaze over and he goes into this rage and he comes at you. Uh, I need you guys to roll initiative. You are in a berserker's rage. You are attacking the first thing living in front of you. Let's go ahead and roll initiative. We'll see who goes first. You get to save at the end of each round. <laughs> That's uh, it's you first, Snicker. All right. Um, I am going to use my second spell slot then. And I'm going to do my mirror image again. Okay. <laughs> mirror image. Suddenly there's four snuggers. <laughs> All right. This will be fun. And then, uh, and I'm going to say, snap out of it. This is, I'm, I'm your snooky. <laughs> <And then, laughs> I'm your snooky. <sighs> All right, Jan. All right. So I'm compelled to swing a weapon. Yes, you are. All you right. are compelled uh, to... What is this? Berserker's Breath. On a failed save, target goes into a frenzy, trying everything he can to kill the nearest living being. So you aren't just compelled to All attack, right. you are compelled to kill, to the best of your ability. <laughs> Snooker. All right. Uh, yeah, this new spear seems like the way to go, so okay. I, will, I will swing, and it will be... 24 to hit. Ouch. <laughs> hits. I'm going to see if it hits a duplicate or if it hits me. Yep. Yep. That's a good one. Okay. Uh, Whichever. It hits me. Ooh. <laughs> Five damage. All right. I only rolled a two on the die. Ooh. Got lucky. Um, I mean, am I compelled to, like, use spells and things if I can to, like, bonus actions and all that? You're compelled to kill the nearest living thing. (laughs) All right. Everything you got Uh, to try and kill Snooky. Snooker. (laughs) 
All right, then uh, I guess I'm going to bonus action Starry. Oh, no, I can't. I used my wild shapes. Okay, that's out. Uh, okay, I'm actually... Done then? Let me read. Um, I've never used... So I have Magic Stone, which turns pebbles into magic. But I think I have to... Do that and then throw them I away. think I have to do it and then attack it. But yeah. So um, I guess, I yeah, I don't have anything that would do anything this turn. Okay, roll a constitution saving throw. Come on, big fuzzy dice. Nope, natural one. That one. Yep, you are still. He... Jan is still coming after you, Snooky. Snooker. We're calling you Snooky for the rest of the day now. I can fault. smell which one is the real you. Who? <laughs> Awkward. All right, my turn? Yep. Mm -hmm. Jan, roll me a con save. Ooh. Yeah, now this one I'm going to lately. Watch yeah. him get a good roll now. <laughs> uh, oh, it's 14. All right, you save. Um... So nothing happens, but I tried to, um, you felt like, uh, you were momentarily cold on your, on your Lance hand, uh, as I tried to frost, uh, which mm. would have given you a disadvantage on your attack. But okay. Nothing happens. All right. Then we move back to Jan. It's just back and forth. All right. Um, Let's see. I'm going to go ahead and... Uh... Let's see. I'm going to, I guess, Guiding Bolt? No, I'm going to do Ice Knife, because there's four of you. That makes the most sense. I'm gonna <laughs> yes, ice it knife. does. Yes, it does. That is good. Because even if you hit the wrong one... You will do at least the <sighs> deflection damage to the right one. I wanted that to work, but I rolled a natural one on the ice knife, so <laughs> seven to hit. That was, I thought it was the real one. It went right through. Yep. Uh, okay, so that's my last first level spell. Okay. And but the ice knife explodes. Does it explode either way? Yep. Uh, when it... Yeah, whether it oh hit or miss, it explodes. So it hit the floor then. So uh, deck saving throw for each of the clones in you. <laughs> Save. For okay, me. so I don't know Save where the other three. dice went. Oh, maybe I only put one. It's two d six. Sorry, I only rolled one. Did they all save, Ryan? <laughs> One of them didn't. One of them but didn't. Okay. They take any damage at all. <laughs> yeah. So one so, uh, one more ghost goes away. Or I rolled a, goes away. I rolled a oh, I rolled a two and a one. So if uh, if they didn't succeed it's three damage. Otherwise nothing. Yep. So one of them took oh. three damage and went away. Perfect. So you still okay, have that's two. My, so two left that's my turn. You. Uh con oh, save. Oh I got a con save again? Yep. 
Come on, fuzzy dice. Yeah, no. No, fuzzy yeah. dice says four plus two is six. Ouch. It's almost like you like this. <laughs> He's smiling. <laughs> All right, Snooker. All right, um, same game plan. Frostbite, so give me a con save. Con save. <laughs> this will be the good one. Yep. Oh, it's behind the window. I can't see it. Nope, it's a natural one. Nat one. All right, cool. All right. So For three. Take one damage. <laughs> and uh, I targeted your your wrist, so you have disadvantage on your weapon. All right. Anything else you'd like to do, Snooker? I'm not going to. No. Just. Uh, All right. That's it. And we head back to. Uh, All right. I I killed one of you. Now I just have to kill the other three. Uh, I will cast Ice Knife at second level. Jeez. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Another natural one. <laughs> I only still need the saves for the clones. Yeah. This is like the I... most. <laughs> Me. Craziest fight. Save. It's Clone five damage if Clone they don't save. 15? Uh, save is 14, so yeah. And then the last one is. Okay, the last one is 12. I killed one. another one. There you go. There you go. Con save from you, uh, right. Jan. <laughs> Frenzy's really got a hold of him. Oh, oh, oh. It was looking good and then went uh, to eight. Oh, my God. Will, will the right. mirror images last long enough? <laughs> the answer uh, is likely. Go ahead. <laughs> I am out of spells. I'm out of spell slots. Well, you so. got that going for you. Right. And that weapon is at disadvantage. There's not really anything else I aspire to do, so con save. Uh, oh, it was oh, it was a 19 for a long time, and then rolled to the three, so five. All right, take all of five damage. You've made one con save this entire fight. I'm getting <laughs> you fold like off. six of them. <laughs> now I frostbite your elbow, and it hurts a little bit more. All right. And I say, uh, "Wake the fuck up before I stab ya." All right. Oh, oh, I found a blast action. All right, I'm swinging that spear. Then uh, apparently at disadvantage. At disadvantage. Yep. Hmm. Well, one of them looks like a four, and the other one's... Oh, it was a two for a long time, but the four is the lower one, so nine. Does not hit. Does not hit. All right. Uh, I will use a bonus action that I just found. From being a furbog, I am going to turn invisible until the start of my next turn. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you turn invisible until the start of your next turn. Uh, Roll your con It's. (sighs) You wouldn't believe it. Natural one. <laughs> Probably wouldn't believe it. All right. Oh, um, Snooky, the the your furbolg friend went invisible on you. You have no perfect. idea where he is. Did you move? I, 
Uh, no, I expected that Snooker would expect me to move, so I didn't move. Okay. I am going to uh, unarm strike, I guess, see if I can find him. So you're going to flail your hand wildly in the space he last was? Let's do that. Yep. Make an unarmed strike at disadvantage because he's invisible. Oh, uh, okay. Well, 10 is lower enough already. Uh, yeah. And no. then, uh, nope. Eight. So, do you say anything? Do anything else? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna swing out my dagger. Then. Okay. <laughs> and like, see if I can pierce some. Yep. Find some blood or something. Twenty-two to hit. Uh, is that a disadvantage? Because uh, no. I'm invisible. Yeah, they'd both yeah. be at disadvantage because he's invisible. That's a good point. Eleven. Eleven does not hit. <laughs> All so right. I'm just swinging like an idiot. <laughs> All right. All right. Yawn. Start, start of my turn, I reappear coming at you with the spear from the exact same place I was before. Not a disadvantage this time, right? That goes away after one attack. Hit. Yeah. Uh, 18 to hit. Okay. Uh, 18 hits. Just hold on. Excuse me. Holding. This is the content everybody stuck around for. <laughs> Less than eleven, so it hits the right me. Uh, <laughs> All right, here you go. Uh, it's only a two plus three is five, and I'm pretty much out of check boxes at this point. All right. So that's the end of my turn. Come on. Got to pass one of these. Uh, the one was on top for a while, but it hit over to the 13. Plus two is 15. You shake out of it. <laughs> Come to you wonder the drawing blood on your friend. You suddenly wonder why, why, why am I attacking Snooky? It's my Snooky. <laughs> why am I bleeding my Snooky? Snooky's turn. Snooky's turn. <laughs> All right. Um, she's gonna unarmed strike to slap the taste. <laughs> Fifteen to hit. Uh, that is my armor class. Okay. Unarmed um, strike, one point of damage. Yeah. So strength, right? It should. Yeah, it's it's not a roll. It's it's one plus your, your strength, strength modifier, yeah. which is and minus one. Strength modifier is minus one. So <laughs> so, so it's it, just a good just, slap across the face. Yeah. Like, whoa, 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 whoa! Okay, I'm okay. We're good. What happened? Uh, you started to hack at me like I was a piece of meat, you bitch. Uh, I think, I think we're gonna leave the other gem. <laughs> uh, as soon as you say that, you see Snooker look back. Look at him. Like, are you fucking crazy? And then look back at the gem. And look at him. And then, yeah, we better leave it. Probably the first time in your life <laughs> common sense has set in. <laughs> Make a mental note that if I figure out a, a real slick way to avoid this, I'm going to be back for it. 
<laughs> that is fantastic. You return then from a day's travel to the Belching Dragon in Neverwinter uh, with your loot. And um, you, Eliana actually was after the, th the thing that was the the adventure what they were calling for was the um the sword the invisible sword and she gives you two thousand gold for the wind cutter the invisible legendary sword of harold the conqueror awesome i'll remove nice. that from my inventory and we can split a thousand and that's gonna do it awesome you guys <sighs> have gone on the first tbd jobs adventure which will be what we do when uh when norm's gone i will run an adventure like this nice. for jeff and ryan where the well i guess we'll have snooker and jan uh doing jobs for eliana out of neverwinter out of the new belching dragon expansion that happens somewhere down the line in the future Awesome. Of course, fully financed by Omen Drawn of Acquisitions Incorporated, and he does take a percentage of everything that is brought in. So, um, <laughs> I hey, but we got our own franchise, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's see how the hell does Norm get us out of these things? Uh, thanks for joining us here on Two Nerds One Quest Extended Edition this morning. Uh, something about Twitter, something about Patreon. Yeah. Uh, something if you about... go to Leave our us... Discord, which I don't know what it is. <laughs> Uh, uh, bitly slash our fun discord our fun discord yes that that is that is i think that's what it is uh watch a different episode here on this twitch channel go to the end of it norm does all the stuff really well mm -hmm. um but and then you send us over to the uh uh show titles yeah, I gotta send us back to the show titles. I know that. So uh, for, <laughs> for the missing Norm, uh, that Ryan Kukta, that Jeff Williams, and the awesome adventure we had today, I have been your host and DM JC. We'll see you next week on Two Nerds One Quest. Hopefully, these fools don't die to the Ice Maiden as we get back on our campaign proper. We will <laughs> talk to you guys later. Thanks. All right, everybody, we are back. Um, uh, voting on some show titles here. Uh, if you want to, um, like I said, I, well, were people using the Norm's thing or no? Otherwise, I yeah. have like, oh, were they? Okay, cool. You have a billion show titles. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me pull that up over here and we can. Did it get cleared or? Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. clear. Awesome. Cool. Um. Let's see. Let me read these bad boys off if I can figure out how to operate my web browser here. Bookmarks and D&D um, and Showbot. So the Showbot. The titles for today.
shattered swords, glowy pants, mimicking a dumbass, burning down the boat, evil Maz and Chewbacca, standing on the crowbar, not a euphemism, tripping the button in the skull's mouth, take the book, leave the cannoli, (laughs) cow burglar, (laughs) ghost juice, yikes, I'm reading these for the first time, people, this is great, Uh, hashtag bone explosion, And two trailer park adventurers go around the outside. As much as I like that one and caught that reference in the moment, we did that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so Yeah. Still that funny, won't make it. I am I am partial to this one, so I'm just going there. because uh, that yeah, I clicked be, mine. That will be Let's do it. I think that's. Uh, yeah, like, I think yeah, that's just on on many levels. Before it was even mentioned, bone explosion. That was a uh, that was a thing that was happening. So, uh, yeah, we will we'll call that the title hashtag bone explosion, and that will do us. We will uh, get out of here. I hope you all have a good Sunday. I hope you enjoyed the extended content today, and we will see you next weekend. Peace. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>